Hello and welcome to today's episode of Fostering Focus from Norfolk County Council. I'm Scott, the Marketing Manager for the Fostering and Adoption Service. We set up our podcast so that you, the listener, can hear firsthand from our current foster carers, social workers and team members. We'll be discussing various topics which will help you in your decision to become a foster carer. Today I'm speaking with Michelle, the Adoption Service Manager at Norfolk County Council. Today we're going to be discussing non-violence resistance training or NVR for short. This is our third podcast on this subject and we'll be covering all aspects of NVR in the coming weeks. This conversation was recorded on the 15th of April 2021 and we hope you enjoy listening. Welcome Michelle. Hi. So Michelle on the NVR podcast today we're going to be discussing reconciliation and gestures. Can you tell me a little bit more about this please? Yeah, certainly. Reconciliation gestures are acts of kindness made towards a person regardless of their behaviour. And sometimes they're referred to as relational gestures, which I quite like. Um, So these powerful gestures should be implemented alongside de-escalation. And if you think another term that we use for them is love bombing, actually irrespective of that child and their behaviour, you are going to do nice things for them. And we give parents a kind of an idea that they avoid conditionality, Mm. you know, not giving with an expectation that you will get something back, you know, for example, that's okay, Amy, you don't have to take the cupcake now, but you might change your mind. And if you do, that's okay. And within the course that we do, we give sort of different examples of uh, reconciliation gestures. So it could be like a hot chocolate at a local cafe, mending their bike or something they treasure, keying with their name or meaning a meaning texting them a nice message sending an e-card or a card through the post leaving messages for them around the house for them to find that's a really really good one especially with children that can read and older children pairing a meal together buy their favorite biscuits dessert drink cook their favorite meal and ask about their day and the reconciliation gestures aim is to help rebuild that loving parent-child relationship that may have become lost under the weight of the child's difficult and challenging attitudes and behavior. In the eyes of the child, they are spontaneous and not something they have to work for as they don't have to earn our love or care. We love or care for them unconditionally. And the basis for them is that when children do or say the right thing, we are often silent or we add a but into the, the comments. So when they do or say the wrong thing, we usually make, usually make critical gestures or comments. And we can learn to do or say a connecting action or comment when children do the right thing. Okay. And in this way, we're highlighting positive attitudes and behavior instead of only drawing attention to the negative behavior. So one of the big things, the concepts that we're really people struggle with is that reconciliation gestures are purely just acts of kindness made towards the person regardless of their behavior. And these acts of unconditional kindness or love are to be done in the midst of the child's worst behavior. When your child rejects you, provokes you, disrespects you, withdraws from you, emotionally blackmails you, stresses you out, worries you beyond words, that is when we need to do the reconciliation gestures. And, you know, so obviously the gestures are not connected with the children's behavior, but to our care for them. The gestures are not rewards. And that's where probably some people get really caught up on it because actually they're feeling that we may be trying to reward bad behavior, but they're not rewards and therefore can be done at any time, regardless of the child's behavior. So for example, your child was excluded from school, you bake their favorite cake. 
but they're also not bribes. You know, for example, I'll give you a new phone, but in exchange, I'm hoping that you'll go to school. We are sadly deeply conditioned to believe that the only way of influence somebody is via a carrot and or stick strategy. And a lot of the time, this just doesn't work. So the answer then is a reconciliation gesture. I think we've all been guilty of that as well, haven't we? You know, as, par- as, as parents, you know, it's if you do this, I will give you X. Or if you get X, will you yeah. do Y? And, it, and, it, and you know, what you say is, is quite interesting. So, you know, something as simple as a little note in the lunchbox. So when they open it up, I suppose, depending on their age, if it was a teenager and um, they were at high school, they might not appreciate that so much as... Oh, no, I do that with my teenage daughter. Sometimes, you know, taking her back to when she was little. So when she was little, I used to cut her sandwiches up into like gingerbread men shapes or teddy bears. And every now and then I would do that and put a a really nice note in her lunchbox or if she had an exam or a test, you know, saying, oh, good luck with your whatever. I'm really thinking of you. I'm, you know, whatever the outcome, you know, you are just brilliant. And she just absolutely loved them and actually showed them to her friends like look what my mum did for me and you know the more that you model doing the reconciliation gestures is actually if there are siblings in the home they might start doing reconciliation gestures towards each other I had a lovely thing with a foster carer and my last group and actually her own birth child had made a reconciliation gesture there was some conflict between her and the foster child but she and, and actually but she made him a really lovely card to say I'm so pleased that you're in our house and our home and we like you so much and again you will get that modeling back my daughter um you know she she's not fostered she's not adopted but she's filled a jam jar with loads of little messages for me and put it on my desk and said these are the many reasons that i love you you're not always going to get that you probably you'll get um cooperation with a bad attitude before you're likely to get more cooperation and the things that we say in terms of reconciliation gestures, you know, it's not just about buying flashy things. It's about doing nice things and actually alongside maybe doing the messages or jokes, a really good one for younger children, making sure you do regular shared activities and quality time as regular contact has been shown to increase that kind of parental presence to reestablish that. If there have been long-term problems, many parents and children do spend much of their time avoiding each other for fear of arguments and disagreement and also because they've lost that connection. So if we say spending that time, you know, if there have been difficulties, just make sure that time is short to begin with um, rather than often, you know, thinking I'm going to do this for a couple of hours. The shorter periods are better to start with to lessen the chance of negativity or escalation taking part. And another really good thing in terms of reconciliation is that reflective listening is a way of listening that allows the child to talk without interruption for a few minutes. And this reflective listening can be very helpful in helping to calm an angry or upset child. And the intention is to help change the child's mood, not their mind. And during that reflective listening, parents should not interrupt or offer solutions. I'm terribly guilty of that. And they should try to show an interest in a quiet and attentive manner. And we know all these things are not easy, but they absolutely play dividends when we use those reconciliation gestures. And Michelle, I can completely relate to that, having a teenage daughter myself. And, and actually without realising it, and I've, I haven't done the MVR course that you teach, but just sat and listened to her the other week when she was here and just let her get her get it off her chest, didn't interrupt, didn't give any advice, just sat there and listened. 
and and just asked her what she what she thought she should do. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the time, sometimes we're very good to kind of go into, well, you could do this, you could do that. Actually, they, they tend to know that and they just want to listen, you to listen to them and to be alongside them as that kind of connection. One of the things we do stress to people is that regarding a few mm. pointers regarding reconciliation gestures, we say to parents and carers, do not expect you will feel like doing these gestures, but don't let it stop you from making them. And don't ever, ever expect any gratitude because we don't do them to want to have thanks. You do it for yourself as a reminder of your own love and care for that child. Yeah. You also say if it's easy for you to do a reconciliation gesture, it means that you're not really doing one. A reconciliation gesture can be really difficult to do because you are quite hurt or disheartened by the child's behavior and attitude. And be prepared for it and do it anyway. And I suppose that goes back to your previous point, you know, your child being expelled from school. That's going to be quite difficult, isn't it? That's, that is, you know, that's serious ramifications. But then you are, you know, you said baking the favourite cake, giving them their favourite meal or something. As parents, as, as our foster carers listening or potential foster carers or potential adopters and adopters listening, that's hard, isn't it? That's hard to make that gesture when you have got all of that pent up upset in you of, I can't believe you've done this, or I can't believe that has happened. So, but if it was just like, oh, I'm going to take you for a milkshake, come on, we'll go get a milkshake. That's, that's not hard, is it? If you're giving them something just because you want them to stay on side, if you see what I mean? And it's like when you do a reconciliation gesture, it's about you as the adult reminding yourself that you love and care for this child. You're not given a present or a reward. So an example that I use in the training is, um, and I, I give an example of how I didn't do a reconciliation gesture. So my daughter went through a phase where she was loving iced coffee. And so we would stop at the local supermarket every morning on the way to school, which is completely not faff, but that's another story. Anyway, I was in the supermarket on a Saturday and I saw the iced coffee that she liked and I bought five. And I thought, that's really nice. You know, actually, I'm preempting, blah, blah. So I put them in the fridge. And if I'd left them there for her to find, because reconciliation gestures, think of them as a surprise, then that would have been great. Instead, what I did was shouted my daughter's name. It's like, come down, look what mummy's bought you. Not a reconciliation gesture. So reconciliation is those like post-it notes, the doing things, just saying to your child that you are doing them because you want to be the parent that you want to be. And actually, you need to show your love to your child. And actually, no matter what it is they do, you are hanging on in there and you are giving them these little gestures. And an example I use, again, on, on the course is um, of uh, somebody who was doing um, NVR and they kept a private diary where the mother noted specific descriptions of what her child had done well. And this was even the tiniest positive actions over a week. And there was a ritual to it. Mum sat on a Friday evening and wrote and family members observed her doing this on a weekly basis. The young person had a condition which impacted her behaviour. So there were weeks when there would be very few entries 
However, there was always going to be something mum saw to it. The point is that this diary was sometimes left unattended. And so who do you think is most likely to seize an opportunity and have a a peek into mum's notes? Obviously, the daughter. So for mum, diary was a way of keep remembering the lovely side of her child. And for the child, it seemed to be an enjoyable way of being reassured of the unconditional love. So little things, thinking so creatively about how you can do these reconciliation gestures. No, that's great. So so as we come to the end of this podcast, have you got a couple of top takeaways for our listeners? Just do them, actually do them. And one of the things that a lot of parents have come back to me as I've done the training is actually children don't just don't children don't want these they actually need these and actually the other thing I would say is you can do them with your children but you can also do them with your partners other close um, people within your family Um, and actually it creates a really nice warm feeling in you as that person doing them but actually it does create harmony um, and appreciation and even when your child is at the worst those are the times that you should be doing them and just keep thinking the love bombing and i suppose the other thing is don't overcomplicate it as well no no so i use notes a lot i know parents who've done jokes i've done you know little notes post-it notes are great find the thing that your child really likes i had another family whose son really liked receiving me- well he didn't receive mail he liked it if he got mail so she would post him cards. get your family members and your support networks to also do the reconciliation gestures so everyone around you to do it um, and actually, it is really great. You know, children are taken aback. It's like suddenly, oh, okay, no matter what it is I do, the message you are given is I love you unconditionally. And you may then find some changes in that in the child's behavior. Yeah. And you might find that mirroring of, of those reconciliation gestures back to you as the adult. So something as simple as family members sending postcards from where they live if they don't live close by or if they've gone to to a day trip somewhere pick a postcard up and send it over with a normal message thinking of you as we're here just something simple what we're trying to show to any child is no matter where i am no matter what it is i'm doing you are in my mind at all times and i am thinking of you i'm holding you in my mind and actually, I want to give the message to you, no matter what it is, I love you and I'm not going anywhere and you are not going to stop me from being the parent that I want to be. Yeah, I saw this and I thought of you approach for them to take it in. Well, Michelle, thank you again for your time on this podcast. Our next podcast will feature a foster carer and Clear, one of our supervising social workers. Michelle, the next one is going to be just an overview of, of what they found from the course and the takeaways. Is that what, yeah? Yeah, I guess it's just their take on it, really, about what they found useful with the adopters. They had some real light bulb moments. A big thank you to yourself, Michelle. Until next time, this has been Fostering Focus. Bye. Thank you.